this is you know how we do the intro deal here it is waffle house by the jonas brothers might be one of the worst songs ever put to record they so they had a song called waffle they have house. a song called waffle house it came out last friday they performed it on snl um pitchfork wrote a review for the song the guy that wrote it is evan minsker okay it's from west virginia originally he starts this review this is capital j journalism here the jonas brothers pandered to america's heartland with a song about waffle house and in the process humiliate themselves and i don't think that there's ever been a better music review in the history of pitchfork those guys don't look like they've seen a fight at waffle house that's exactly what the the reviewer says he's like these guys are from new jersey a b remember there used to be a christian band there used to be a purity band that was the funniest thing i've ever read i spit spit my mellow yellow i was i was sipping mellow yellow i spit it out it was so funny that, and I actually emailed, or not email, DM the guy on Twitter and said, this is the funniest fucking thing I've ever read. Thank you for your service. I never do that. I Did always, no, of course not. <laughs> but I never give anybody credit for anything that they do. Um, this guy deserves it. Funniest thing I've ever read. Jonas Brothers, the L of the week for sure. Terrible. Tired of winning the tailgate? But losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. Uh, I'm Jacob Rodriguez. That's Texas State Sports Press, Andrew Zimmel. We're doing this old style this week. I did not provide Zimmel with a rundown. I've just been texting him. <laughs> so we'll yeah, see how this I was, goes. I was going to say, we've had a couple of really good podcasts in the row, and Jacob said, you know what? We're going to fix that. We're you know going to give Let's you... fix this formula. We're Yeah, we're going to... Instead of giving Zimmel any sort of prep work, we're just going to go roll the ball and see if he can play with it, which is well, fine by me. We got well, a lot to talk about. This week, we all had one thing that we wanted to talk about, and it was the, the hats. win at UT. Oh. Uh, Bobcats I now 2-0 in Austin in two years. That's kind of cool. Nice stat. Yeah. No, nice. Very good stat. People are even calling it a rivalry, which, you know... It is a rivalry if you go that based is. on the stat, but uh, it's a pretty one-sided affair, I'd say. All time, yes, last 10 years, less one-sided. This goes back to 1986, I believe. The Reagan era. The Reagan era. Back when the east side of Austin you could actually live in. Back when you defend the east side? Yeah. Defend the east side. Honestly, defend the Alamo number one, defend the east side number two. We need to stop the gentrification of Austin. What is that? Riverside? Yeah, man. It's tough. How many nice people who lived in East Austin now have to live in San Antonio, Jacob? A bunch, actually. A bunch. <laughs> like too many. And more oh. have to live in like Round Rock or Pflugerville or, no. you know. You, you're trying to move from East side of Austin to Round Rock? Not a shot in the world. More like, I don't even know. Somewhere probably even further east. And I can't, I'm trying to think of a town further east in Austin. I was right, right actually. Um, 1986, this win goes back. We've only won 14 times against the Longhorns since then. 
How many times we played him? Like 40? 55 plus 14 is what? 69? Hey-o! Hey-o! <laughs> nice. <laughs> so in funny. the 69th meeting between these two teams, Texas State wins it. That, that should have been something we tweeted. That's that checks good. out. That's that pretty checks good. out. Very nice. <laughs> I can't get over that. I um, well, I was talking to you about this. You know, you called me actually before this game, and you were like, "Dude, we're not going to win. There's no chance." I so. Can I can I give my reason? Go why? ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Bobcat Ballpark, very friendly to Texas mm-hmm. State and hitters to the hitters, and but like historically, when Texas State beats UT. It happens more often than not in San Marcos. Now, again, we had that like really beautiful horns down last year in UT or at, at Dish, which is cool. You know, I had one this year with uh, Tristan Dixon, too, on the mound. Yeah, that one was so, a little but, bit more subtle, though. Yeah, but like normally what you get is you if Texas State's going to beat UT, it's going to be at Bobcat Ballpark, not in Austin. So for the fact that they should have probably won on Monday night, you know what I mean? Like. You look at it and you kind of think about that game a little bit more. Texas State probably should have won. Coming into Tuesday, I was like, ah, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I do, however, this is don't like the fact that we looked bad on Monday. Love the fact they went on Tuesday. Like the fact that we played these games back to back. Did you think about that? Like a Monday, Tuesday series? Your alma sweet. mater, KTSW, is calling this a weekend game. I like that. It's, you know, it's two days back-to-back, Monday, Tuesday. So that was cool. And I, Ty Harrington was talking about this on the broadcast, but, you know, that was like one of the only games on, you know, on Monday. Yeah. So cool. A lot of eyes on it. A lot of eyes on the program. Obviously, I, everybody wants to watch Texas, too. So see how... Obviously. And what's funny is that, like, when the Longhorn fan base loses, doesn't count. But when they win, yeah, it counts, which I, I respect, honestly. I know yeah. Texas State fans hate it. I respect it. That's the brand we're slowly building here, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's That's like, a lot of- oh, no, that game in Coastal? Who cares? Who cares? Doesn't count. It was a Thursday night game. Doesn't count. Like, I, I respect the hell out of that because it takes a real lack of self-awareness to continue to pull that off. And, you know, shout out to shout out to them. Shout out to I like us. Being, I like that every, especially along the I-35 corridor, every team institution is inherently just drinking their own Kool-Aid. And it's like, it's the only thing that matters and nothing can never tell me different. Think about it. Baylor, UT, us, UTSA. If you asked any of those fan, fan bases who's the best program in the state, all four of them would be like, yeah, it's us. Duh, like we're the best baseball pro, which, you know, we won the last time these uh, Texas State and UT, UT played. So, I mean, we should be the number one. But, um, yeah, you know, good good win against a ranked opponent, too. That was the other thing that kind of got weird. Is it a top 12 team? Is it a top 19 team? It was, um, it was you were like, wow. It's D1 like, baseball. That's the thing everybody goes off of, D1 baseball. So, do is that is that it? I go off the NCAA website. NCAA had them at what? They also had them at 19. 19. Yeah. Yeah. D1 baseball. I, I think it's that's again, the NCAA thing. It's D1 baseball. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, there's a website called D1 baseball. Yeah. And okay. So, like, let's, you know, pump the brakes there, bud. Second mm. off, I do get a kick out of you saying, like, is it top 12? Because the top 12 is almost top 10, and top 10 is almost number one. 
So did you we have to go beat, down that rabbit hole. What are you talking? Did we about? almost win? A, did we almost beat the best team in the country? It's like did no, we almost dude, beat chill. LSU last night. Chill out, chill out. <laughs> I respect it. All right. Well, because there is a seven-team jump between nineteen and twelve. That's a completely different game. If we got ranked nineteen versus twelve, that's way better. Cool. Because you didn't make a rundown, you're all over the fucking place. We should. I have gone hatless now for like longer than any other podcast that we've ever done. So can we can we do the hat? Yeah, I, I want to say too before you bust it out that uh, I am wearing a jersey. Bought this jersey with my hard-earned money to support my institution. And some loudmouth on the internet says one thing and gets a free hat from the athletics director himself. Two actually, so, and the shirt he's wearing, by the way, he got for free three years ago. Yeah, so some of us are, I don't know, royalty, and some of us are just podcast hosts. So I reached out to Don on that podcast saying, where is our merch? And he said, for you to buy? And I said, for me to wear, because I'm sick and tired of people on the internet telling me I'm not a big enough Bobcat fan. You go back and clip that. Jacob, you lazy-ass producer, didn't clip that. Fine. So I get this, I get this in the mail on Monday. I got two hats. First hat, very nice, 10 out of 10. It's got like a paneling in the back that's going to be very nice to wear during the summer. The other one, arguably almost nicer, right? Black hat, you can wear during the winter months, bobcat in the front. The nicest part, though, Jacob, not only is it Adidas, but it says inside here, it says end plastic waste. So we're trying to save the environment. So Don and the Texas State Athletic Department, after all of the grief I've given you over the years, you're still clothing me. I want to thank you. So thank you're you, in, Texas you're State in the good graces of the athletics department. I'm really glad. Again, I get yeah. on here week to week and defend the lead SID for Texas State, Chris Coots, our boy, guy that makes kind of some stuff happen behind the scenes on here, help us get some interviews. I say he's the best in the country, best to ever do it. Zimmel gets on here and goes, ah, one percenter guy. He's responsible for 1% of the success of this team. No gear, no nothing. Helped establish the biggest name in Texas State sports right now, at least on the Twitter world. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, sucks to be you. That's that's pretty much what it boils down to. It didn't help create. Created, I should say. <laughs> sucks to be you, bud. Um, shout out to the Texas State Athletic Department. Nice bobcat hat. Um, nice bobcat shirt. I got a windbreaker from him. I got a couple of stickers. If you want to, you know, put a decal on your helmet, I'm good to go. I'm set over here. Uh, you, on the other hand, continue to be just a podcaster. Just get I'm the prez. You're the podcaster. Princess and the Peach. So, Princess and the Popper. Yeah, pretty much. That would be you, buddy. That's such bullshit, dude. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, what is the scariest part of this team for you? Is it pitching or is it fielding? I think fielding is a little bit more scarier because that's something that uh, the guys on the mound cannot control. Now, this is funny. And you're saying this now. And I like that you're putting your name on it right now Mm -hmm. so that when we have the pitching coach on in what, like a week, I think we said we were going to try to bring on the coach. A little bit of a spoiler for you. We're bringing on Texas State coaches. Shocker, I know. So. You're putting your name on it now that you think the pitching has been okay. You're blaming the other seven guys behind him. Yes. You Okay. 
which is that's a very fair take. And I should say pitching has been up and down. That's something that's inescapable for this. It's well uh, documented in games where we get blown out, i.e. UTSA in San Marcos, uh, Coastal, uh, some other games. And what's funny, Grand Canyon. What's funny is that Coastal, like after beating us, hasn't been very good. And I, I don't I haven't done enough research into knowing why they have kind of been up and down. But like they haven't been like that type of team after beating us, which is just funny to me. Um, yeah, I'm not giving you that. I'm not saying they all went to the field Myrtle day. Beach, you know, just started partying. Yeah, Myrtle Beach with what they call it, the Talladega of uh, South Carolina, which Who the shout hell out to, says that. I don't know the people of Myrtle Beach. I sure as hell not Daytona. So anyway, Texas State um, baseball twenty one and thirteen, Coastal Carolina twenty one and ten. By the way, twenty one and ten. I thought they were eighteen. Anyway, um, three games. Point series. is, yeah. point is, I'm not pointing. Out, I'm not. Um, I'm not giving you the the fielding credit because the fielding. I think this goes back to my take of like April baseball. You're still trying to figure it out. May is when I start really like caring middle of may is when you really start having to tighten up the screws maybe it's the fielding um but the pitchers allowing these hard hit balls that to me is a bigger worry well you're a pitcher you know steve trout called you a off-speed pitcher so with an off-speed pitcher you really rely on throwing a ball that can be hit but cannot be scored on sure i just so you're saying that we have wiffle ball pitchers I'm not saying that we have wiffle ball pitchers. Okay. That's what I'm hearing. Um, no, we, we threw gas last night. But that has not been a consistent thing. Uh, okay. I'll take your word for it. Like My, my point can, can stand that I blame more of the pitching, allowing these hitters to hit hard hit balls um, than the other way around, to say that these fielders are just having such a tough time fielding the baseball. They are – Percentage-wise, I wanted to say I think they're like bottom four when it comes to fielding percentage in the Sunbelt Conference this year. However, I'm not willing to say that it's the the fielder's fault that we are losing these games that we've been losing because I think it does go on to the, the pitchers more. Officially 500, by the way, in conference play. Texas State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not talking about Coastal anymore. Early early April. Is, early is, April. That, is that I a think concern? We're, we're, we're talking about this earlier too, but – is Fiesta San Antonio the panic button that the baseball world needs? <laughs> you start handing out your medals, start wondering, will I make the cut for the spring or the summer, really? But still, I don't know. Is that where? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm I just not, have San I'm Antonio not... brain right now. You know, it's right around uh, the corner. Yeah, Fiesta is a big part. Fiesta is a huge part. I wouldn't. I is Texas State doing anything for that? Is the Fiesta... Alumni Association in San Antonio always does something. They have a medal every year. Yeah. But the baseball sports aren't doing anything. Oh, fuck no. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So I I guess technically, if you want to be technical, and this is how I always bring it back to San Antonio and Texas State, is next week, UTSA plays Texas State. UTSA Roadrunners shellacked the Bobcats last time. This time, Texas State goes over to their bleachers in a field in the middle of San Antonio and gets to play there. So we'll see what happens. I will be there. I am afraid. Obviously, UTSA coming off a big win against AM last night. Yeah. Uh, we have a win against UT. That's our fourth ranked win this year so far. We have two against Southern Miss, one against TCU, and this one against Texas. 
which matters more? Question mark. Andrew. Uh, the UTSA one. I know it's I know it's dumb. I know that you I know UT's ranked. I know that people are gonna say the ranked wins matter more. I'm going UTSA just because of the rivalry. Um that is a deep-seated rivalry too. Over yeah. hundred games played versus 69. Nice. So the thing is, is that like San Antonio is such a hub for really good baseball players. Mm. If you go through some of the best baseball players in the country, a lot of them are in San Antonio. I don't imagine a lot of the high schools care all that much about Texas State and UTSA playing in the middle of a week. I do, however, think that if you beat UTSA and you get like a little bit of a streak going here, you can go into high schools and you might be able to recruit some of these really good San Antonio baseball players by telling them the team in town kind of sucks. Um, maybe you lie to them because that's kind of what that would be, a little bit of a, a stretch of the truth. Beating them in San Antonio, also super big. Beating UT, huge. Beating UTSA, I'm giving it a slight edge. Well, and this is a perfect segue into the next thing I want to talk about. But I got to be on Dave Campbell's uh, deal this week, talking about Texas State, always talking about hashtag take back Texas. Um, but the thing I was talking to them about is that Texas State has been there. In, in the past, in the Southwest days, they won two D2 national title games. I actually was informed the other day that my father was at one of those games. In the, in the, the one in the Valley? For the Palm Bowl, yeah. In, McC- in McAllen. In McAllen, yeah. You know who they beat? Who'd they beat? North Dakota State, baby. Really? Wow, yes, look at sir. those. It all just comes circling back. Yes, Isn't sir. Beat the Bison. Yeah, that's, that's called, some would call that fate, Andrew. You and I... <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Has the prophecy foretold of squaring around. Anyway, what I I was telling them about is that Texas State and everything could always be better, but it does have the facilities. Whereas UTSA, and if you watch anything that San Antonio Media does, Jeff Trailer is always on TV, essentially begging for money, begging for institutional support, begging for UTSA to turn the next page in its book to be a true dominant like powerhouse because he's getting these players. He's getting these people who want to trend upward as his program is. And guess what? They're getting scooped up left and right because UTSA doesn't have the money to keep them that, that long <laughs> player side, about, coaching side, facility talking, I was, side. I mean, I already talked about it, but baseball has a field with bleachers in it. Yeah. I was going to ask where you talking about coaches or players or what the deal was with UTSA. everything. Jimmy. You're talking everything. everything. Yeah. Do you find that that is kind of lame? When they actually coach- did their pro day, I'm pretty sure, at a high school if it was raining. That, that was their backup plan. At least I go back to that soundbite that Jeff Trailer. What had. is our back? Our backup plan would be to do it at San Marcos High. So I'm not. That's I'm everybody's not backup being, plan. San Marcos yeah, High, by the way, is basically a D1 facility because Texas State used to play there back in the day. Stav has argued that it is the D1 facility in the in San Marcos. Um yeah. look yeah. I look I I think that it's kind of it's interesting, right? The different ways that these do the um that these two different institutions do it, right? When it comes to fundraising. Jeff Trailer going on television asking for money, whereas our people do emails. You know what I mean? Like Don came on our podcast and Kind of was like, look, this is kind of the goal. This is the plan. We ribbed me a little bit about, hey, why isn't Zimmel giving uh, some money? Why, why, why am I not funding the football facility the way that you know I'm rolling in dough? So it's like, what? Like he kind of does it in different. We do it in different ways. Texas A does it in a different kind of way than UTSA does. 
And I will say too, right after that podcast, Texas State announced a major donation once again. Thanks in part, maybe not thanks in part, to this Grand Round podcast. <laughs> but uh, the baseball team getting a million dollar donation from Taylor Sib- uh, Sibley, um, former All American at Texas State. Uh, yeah, they got to have him out at UT game, which is the one I thought Texas State had the best shot at winning because they get all that juice in that program, right? This guy's going to give us a million dollars for a proposed. $8 million project expansion that includes new locker rooms for the softball team, baseball team, three batting cages, a bunch of other stuff. Really fancy. I'll post the renderings here too. But yeah, I thought we had the better shot of winning that one because of all the momentum you would think, you know, and we're talking about this reawakening of the Texas state fan experience. I think that's gotta be up there too. Is like, well, if you start winning, you start putting things on a map, people start making podcasts about your program. You will get donations. You will get notoriety. You will have success. I do I do respect the hell out of you for continuing to plug the podcast on the podcast. That takes real branding. Um because if you haven't, if you're not listening to Square and Round Podcast, I mean you should totally listen to it, right? So I agree, I agree with what you're saying here. It all comes at a very interesting time that you you have your end zone complex, you have your baseball renovation. You have your head coach for football that gets announced. Like all of this kind of works in the same direction. The biggest thing, Jacob, you got to capitalize in the fall. That's the thing. Texas State mm-hmm. baseball this season could could have a really good year. They they could go to a super regional. They could win a super regional. They could end up in Omaha. That would be great. Winning in the fall is the biggest thing. Ultimately, because- we will be in the same position we are in now because Texas State baseball did have a great season last year. And guess what happened? Brought in all that momentum. Yep. Big Spavadol's last year. We didn't know that, but but it was his last year. I honestly, you, I, I'm, you know, you're kind of kidding here, but you know, I think a lot of fans had a little bit of carryover from the early summer. You had two months, a month and a half. You start posting those hype videos. Football season started, and I think people were really jazzed. And I, I, it's, it shouldn't be this way because every other university, I think, in the world goes football season and then that energy carries into basketball basketball into baseball but it, at texas state which is a baseball school let's be honest let's be honest because the football is, team is tweeting about the baseball team now mm-hmm. shout out it's kind of like the baseball program is has had to be and we'll talk softball here in a moment is the thing that has really energized everybody to go to football now you want to keep that energy going you want to keep that momentum going and again like i said this beginning of the whole of this whole monologue GJ's got to win in the fall. It's funny, you know, but that's kind of how it is. Football's if, if king in Texas. In, I'm sorry. If he, win, if he wins in the fall, it's going to be funny. You'll talk to Coach Coach Z. You'll talk to TJ. Uh, and for basketball, they'll both tell you that uh, if we have a really good football season, that energy will carry into basketball. It's weird the way that it works, but it, it, it's it's true. I'll say, too, and you have experience covering this, covering the teams, uh, you know, with me, too. but. Every team has a certain sect of fans. We've experienced this getting followers, getting new people exposed to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Volleyball has their own fans. Softball has their own fans. Baseball is not really united, but winning cures all, right? So if GJ starts winning, we get we go 13-0, do something insane, everybody's bag is going to go up at Texas State. And that's what they're going to try to do too. Basketball wins. You know, everything, everything starts because trending you upward don't at be, the university. You, you don't want to be the one left out. You exactly. don't want to be the one left out when we're talking about all the good schools or the, all the good teams. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, 
good, good stuff. And this is also a great transition to my next topic, Zimmel, which is, as Tom Madden likes to call them, the Bob Horns. I have a very passionate stance on this, which is uh, unless you went to school at that university, uh, you know, you can support whoever you want. If you did not go to school, if that's not your path in life, that's fine. But if you went to Texas A&M and then you are turning around and supporting Vanderbilt or something weird like that, or you're a Texas State fan and you're supporting UT. What the hell is that? I understand the frustration. However, they the athletic department did not pay you to root for them. You paid to go to that school. And if you don't want to root for your school, I look at you askance, but that is your right. Now, I understand where you're coming from with that. It's funny, though. So you're saying blue-collar like guy turn you know trade school turner can root for whoever he wants yeah but texas state fan can't all right no if you paid to go to school there that's it you're a bobcat whether you like it or not i'm sorry that is your path in life the prophecy hath foretold i i will say this i think that if you are a fan of a team that's very good like let's just say an alabama fan or an lsu fan right now right and you have people who are bandwagoning on your school you're not going to complain if Texas State gets good and people no, but you do do a little bit of an eye roll, you know. You don't know that because you haven't had a school that's good. See, that's the thing. We that's true. This is the only school I've yes. ever supported. Yeah. Since I've became, you know, obviously, you know, I was I watched the Longhorns, I watched the Aggies, I watched a lot of high or college football growing up. But when you commit to a school, you have your committed moment. You make a little announcement on Twitter.com and say where you're going. I think things change. You start paying tuition, things really change. I, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. T-shirt fans are welcome on, on this side of the on this side of the camera. Because oh, yeah, if you want to come and support the Bobcats and be miserable with us from time to time, come on down. See, misery misery that, does love company. But so you're not going to gatekeep Texas State, but you're going to gatekeep other schools. Yeah. Well, other schools that insist upon that they are better than Texas State. Every school does that, though. Every school insists that they're better than any other school. We're insisting that we're better than Texas baseball right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like I I get where people are coming from. I will not. I'm not going to tell you who you need to root for here or anything like that. Um, I I do think it's going to be interesting, though, because you said you're not going to gatekeep Texas State. I think you're a thousand percent going to gatekeep Texas State. And for those fans that join Texas State late when we are good at stuff, I want to let you know I am your ally. I will not big time you. I will be your friend. Jacob, on the other hand, will tell you you weren't here when we were going two and nine. I don't want to hear it. So that's I'm just letting you know now that I'm your friend. Jacob is the enemy. We were in the mentions of a group of five post too, not because of anything we've done on this podcast or our <laughs> notoriety, because of, but because of this take, um, you know. I hate t-shirt fans. I'll be the first to admit it. I will say to any Bobcats out there on the fence about coming back, on the fence of pledging money to go to any of these athletic support endeavors that the university is doing, it's never too late to come back home. Okay. Feels good. Feels good. Okay, the, the rehabilitation of the Texas State fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's okay. kind of what it is. You know, we, we talked about it with Don last week, but that, I mean, that's kind of what is going on at the athletics department. They knew some things weren't operating at the level at which they wanted, and they're doing things now to fix it. 
kind of like the UFC, which has three Mexican-born champions now trying to book a Mexico UFC. Yep. You got to pivot sometimes as a department program entity. Uh, this is quickly becoming like a UT podcast, basically. Uh, but you wanted to talk about uh, the rivalry separate from baseball, softball. And we've looked good against Texas this year. Now we're yes. hosting them this week. Yeah, hosting this week. Now we're recording this right before they play. So we don't know the results of UT versus Texas State ba- or of softball. I wanted to put this on the record that historically speaking, UT softball greater than Texas State. In the last 15 years, I would argue that Texas State softball is just an inch lower than UT. And the only reason is, is because Cat Osterman played about 15 years ago. If you take Cat Osterman's years away from Texas, I'm just being honest, you take those years away where she was probably the best college athlete in America for a four-year period, which is you know saying a lot. But if you take her away and those years away, Texas State closes that gap immensely. I think that Ricky Woodard and this squad right now could play a series with about anybody in the country. I'm not saying they win every series, but I think that they could play a series with anybody in the country. And I think seven years ago, 15, no, 10 years ago, I don't know if you could say that. So I think that we're in a really good spot with softball. I want to put that on the record here. I want to tell you that, that I, I'm a big believer in the softball team, even though the pitching has still been kind of suspect and they really don't have that second ace that we thought that they would. That's fine. You can win a card game with one ace. Can you win a series? It will be hard, but yeah, you can. Since that 20, uh, this, this year's initial win, right? When we were ranked right ahead of that uh, Texas Tech game, we hadn't beaten Texas since April 11th, 2018. And it was the first win in Austin since 2017. Yeah. Little history lesson for you. Crack the textbooks. Yeah, I do think the pitching is suspect. We've seen that on the road. Uh, but it, Kind of come funny. in bunches. It's just, this is messed up. And, you know, I when we bring players and coaches on, I will own up to this. Right now, I'm telling you, it's everybody but Jessica. Like, all the pitching besides Jess has been suspect. You can't count on it. And that you can't, I don't know if you can win games like that. I don't know well, if you can, can you, win games. do you think as a program, like you have a clear number one, is it possible for anybody else to really measure yes. up to that? A hundred percent. Because right now, Texas baseball has two guys who are top in the big 12 and probably top 15 in the country. When it comes to starting pitchers, you can have two great pitchers that it's not a, it's not illegal to have two great pitchers. The problem is, is that because Texas State is so, I don't want to say, I don't want to say committed to this, but it kind of feels like if we need to win a game, Jess is going to get those starts. McMullen's going to, or McMillan's is going to get those starts. Whereas you don't give anybody else the opportunity to kind of figure it out, right? Like she's so good that if you want to win the game, you're not going to sit her. You're going to, you're going to have to play her. My question is, is when you get into a tournament, like say the Sunbelt tournament at the end of the year, and you only have one pitcher, can you ride that pitcher all the way through? We've seen it work with Randy Rupp. We've seen it work with some other pitchers. I just don't, I don't know if, if this is the right formula, right? And you know how I feel about this, Jacob. Regular season's great. 
baseball and softball a little bit different than basketball. I think if you win the regular season in baseball and softball, it means a little bit more um, than winning the regular season in basketball. You could go through the whole regular season, but when you get to that Sunbelt tournament, I think you need to have another pitcher. And right now, it's mid-April. There's still a little bit of time. I don't think they have that second pitcher. It's really about managing plateaus, right? Like you have a pitcher get hot or you you have a hitter in our case, Texas State, Chase Mora, really hot. Seems like he'll never not be For hot. baseball, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, we're almost in May. You start to kind of get in a rhythm or you'd fall off of it. And it's kind of managing expectations and managing stats. We're almost in May. Nearly. It's yeah, it's we're halfway, April, baby. It's April 12th. April 12th. That's like halfway. Third, no, the fifteenth is halfway. You know the why? Whole- it's because I'm in San Antonio, and it's I'm already fast forwarding to Fiesta. Two weeks of partying, baby. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But I'm just letting you know we're still in early April. But I mean, not it's not early April. Early April is like April eight, April seven. It's early April. That's that uh, Bandera baseball at work again. It's. I'm just telling you, it's early. It's still early April. The fifteenth is mid-April. After that, you're in late April. All right, Zimmel, I've said it before. We do do real news on this podcast once in a blue moon. Uh, This one coming from Cat's Corner Podcast. They have a tweet that says, hey, K-Damp, can we make this happen? The quote tweet in it is relocating the star back to either Jackson or the highest new building on campus. That way anyone on I-35 can see it. Hey, K-Damp, can we make this happen? I didn't know that the star Jackson Hall had been moved either because of construction or because of other things. I know just based on my experience as a university star reporter and the student government, because that was my beat, unfortunately, for a while. um, And just covering all the things that they get into. But they had had a plan to put it on Alkek like a long time ago. Now, Kelly DMs us back, says, I have a couple plans and might do both. We need people to be able to see the star when it's lit okay cool i mean like i don't like it being on alkek uh i don't i would really not like it on old main so if that's what they want to do like fine have at it i think that there's an easier way to do it um firework send off a single maroon firework every time we win again that we already do fireworks at the football game oh i know i know no 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 we do it for football but uh, like every time Texas State wins a game set off a firework that's a singular every- red flare that messes up everybody's night vision you know yep. Yep. <laughs> that'll throw no, there's a at- there's a way to do this just make the star bigger on jackson hall what do you mean yeah yeah no everybody would know you you shoot a firework off everybody in town's gonna know text day one a game just a flare gun on the top of jackson hall you send the the janitor up there boom <laughs> i think it's a good idea call me <laughs> kelly <laughs> You'll, you'll cut budgets for sure at Texas State if you do that. <laughs> well, you're going to build a new star. That's not going to be a budget problem. No, I don't think so. I think my flare gun idea is a good idea. How much money do you think this university is clearing a year? A lot. Yeah. You, a well, bunch. You, shit. You would know, Mr. Pocket Watcher. You would know, Mr. Oh, this guy gets paid this much. This guy gets paid this much. Well, this Nobody... jersey, I'll say it too, after shipping was $86. So I know they have some money in there. Nobody in the history of Texas State has kept a closer eye on the books than you and the accountant. Me, Eric Algo, VP of Finance, man. <laughs> the fact you know that, it's a problem. I interviewed him all the time in college, man. 
insane. Do you have a group chat where you talk about like, you know, Roth IRAs, 401ks? Do you figure out like how much NIL deals are? Hey man, you know, how much are you contributing? Just got to know. Exactly. <laughs> hey, did you see that uh, tweet I sent you about the UT fan who got her car keyed up? Yeah, I don't know. How do you know that's a Texas State fan? I, okay, I have a few issues with this too, right? Okay. So let me backtrack Bla- for our audience. Flash the tweet here. Yeah. And then, yeah. Backtracking for my audience. This is from at Texas Fancy Boots. She says, officially and unabashedly, semicolon, fuck Texas State fan. Which Love is it. a sentiment I could kind of get behind. <laughs> but. <laughs> But she's talking in reference to her Bronco, which has Longhorn horns on it, getting keyed up. And she says that this has never happened before. She's been to a bunch of other places. The only other time this has ever happened has been at AM and uh, with a different car. She had hey, several other different like Longhorn kind of cars. She's like a super fan. Honestly, we're looking pretty good. If we can be in the same robbery with UT as A&M. Hey, man, Maroon, Unite. I like it. Well, at the same time, I do not I do not endorse anybody doing anything violent ever. But like uh, I don't obviously that's just kind of shitty fan behavior. If it is, but obviously it's not hard to do the math, right? Texas State's playing, Texas State wins, somebody gets drunk and says, Hey, I'm gonna key this car. Also, she, never... she said on Twitter.com that a lot of people were either escorted out or arrested at the game. So I actually emailed UTPD to get to the bottom of this and try to clear Texas State's name because I don't want us to go around, win games and shit, and then people think we're just going to flip cars and other bullshit. Do it at home. Don't do it on the road. It's my take. Do it at home, not on the road? Yeah. Don't don't flip cars in other places. Do it at home. San Marcos Police Department actually looking for a person who stole a car, too, a couple nights ago. So we have our own problems there, I should say. I'm just, Not even fan-related, just I'm, crime. I'm, I'm just letting you know. I don't know, but like, I've never heard of that happening before. I've never seen that happen before. Like, we've been doing this for what six years now, Jacob, covering Texas State. Like, I've never heard of this before. Now, somebody in the comments or on Twitter will tell us like this happened to them, and if that happened to you, I'm very sorry about that. But like, I- I've never seen or heard of this before. I don't know how you can say it's a Texas State fan. Like yeah, that's just I, I do think that signaling and just being like, hey, this was definitely yeah. a Texas State fan. Fuck you guys. Like, that's kind of a little much. Yeah. Well, and it's that's like, what it, turned off a lot of people, too. A lot of Texas State people were like, hey, man, what the hell? We didn't do that shit. That's some asshole. Yeah. Like, you know, and if it is a Texas State fan, man, fuck you. But like the rest of us, like, I mean, sorry. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, you know, I don't know. I, I like I said, I saw the tweet. I didn't engage. I don't think you should engage on tweets like that. You should let them be mad. Um, but like, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it, to me, kind of rough to say all Texas State fans are in encompass of that. Let us do it 15 more times and then we can have a conversation. No, like, yeah. If we carve Texas State was here, I get it. <laughs> what, and did was that the thing or was it just a keyed up car? It was just keyed up. Yeah. I mean, with a car you, that has Longhorn horns on it. The same night, maybe, Texas State upsets number 19. Texas State, PETA, I mean, we both have issues with this car, right? I'm just saying, there's a lot of suspects here. I don't think Texas State should be the only one getting some heat. Live mascot, 
Texas State doesn't have a Bobcat right behind Even though I've Pause begged, and Market. I begged them. I begged them to bring a live Bobcat out there. And you know how big Bobcats are? They're pretty big. Uh, yeah, you know it only costs like ten thousand dollars to get one. <laughs> only what do you mean? They're free outdoors. You go get a feral bobcat and you bring it into Bobcat Stadium. You got a problem. You domesticate it though, you know, teach it how to how to love. Do you understand how the domestication process of animals works? First of all, you find a wild animal, convince it to breed, rip the kitten away. You know, this is what they do to whales. And that's how SeaWorld is a thing. Hey man, if we were the Texas State Whalers, I'd ask for a live mascot too. Texas State Whalers? We're gonna keep that. Jowers, pretty much. Could you imagine? That'd be so much fun. It'd be so dumb. Is there any mat? There's no whale mascots, right? No, Shamu. No, that seems God, like a no. Ted Lasso mascot. You know, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any aquatic live mascots. Texas State Dolphins. That would people would hate us if we had a Texas live State dolphin. Dolphins. <laughs> Could you imagine rolling a fucking... Uh, I already aquarium? hate the dolphins, to be honest. Uh, rolling an aquarium out there with a dolphin in it? People would be pissed. People would man. not be happy. The Quidditch team has a B team called the San Marcos Sharknados. Take? Okay, cool. No take? Boo. I don't want it to be... <laughs> no. Oh, this is perfect, Zimmel. It's basically like we had a rundown. Like you have the best producer working for you right now. But, oh, the mermaids. Just got a text in from our brand manager. Texas State history. <laughs> yeah, no, we mermaids. That's another good one. But, you know, mermaids don't exist. Where so we would have like whales. You mean not, Ocarina not Springs? Seals? Because weren't seal. Uh, what were they called? Um, the swimming pigs? The, no, what's the thing? Yeah, well, there's one. But like, you know, I don't want a pig as a mascot. Um, you don't want Major Tutty? No, I. it's not kosher. Um what am I thinking of? What's what did Christopher Columbus see? He thought they were mermaids. Manatees. Manatees. You have a, man, you have a manatee as a mascot. That would be something. You know, that's a good metaphor for Texas State seeing success on the field. Manatees? Christopher Columbus on the boat for a long time. Sees a manatee. This is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Texas State seeing some success finally in the spring, in the summer, hopefully in the fall. Hope it's not a manatee. Clip it. Clip it. Pretty good. Also on the animal front, Texas State football player Tyler Huff nursing a baby bird back to health. Have you seen that? I've not. I'm not. I'm good. You're good. You're like I'm it. good. Papa Huff. Uh, you know, congratulations, buddy. See, this is the difference between yeah, no. Shout out to you for helping a bird. Um, I mean, whatever, cool. But like, this is the difference between you and me, right? You, morning producer, you got to find the. Little nice feel good stories. Me, a heartless guy who does afternoon radio. I don't care. I, I just I don't. Shout out to the bird. Glad you got some health. You spent eighty six dollars on a fake baseball jersey. You can buy a real football jersey from I think Lane Hatcher's parents, selling it for thirty dollars on eBay. It's at, I have, not Lane Hatcher, definitely. I have been reaching out to Texas State players asking them what do you make of this now none of them have given me a comment yet so no harm no foul there i won't take it personally i was so close to buying it because i think it would be so funny to wear because that is like the peak of like a Kyrie irving boston celtics jersey 
or like a Michael Jordan Wizards jersey. Like Lane Hatcher was here for this much amount of time. Like that's so the same. That's the same thing as like Kevin Durant Spurs jersey. It's like a thing that should never have been a thing. Should never have been asked for. You know, it's it's just a thing that fucking and. According, to, according to suspect reports, right? Lane Hatcher apparently funneling money to the university, uh, coaching staff, whatever it may have been, trying to get some playing time. See, this is another funny, really rumor because, like, funny rumor because, like, if you're a fan, you believe that you believe that he is not only paying to play, right? You're yeah, you want to pay to play on this team, okay? Play, but like, you're also not you're. What do you get to pay to be on the Texas State team? You and me get to do it as like a, hey, I was a former Bobcat. We get to flex that every time we go to the wreck. I can, you know, pick up a like a case of water, losing my breath and be like, you know, former Division One athlete. That's what we get if we were on the team. OK, what does he get? He gets you know what nothing. you actually get real time sacked. That's what happens. <laughs> if the quarterback at Texas CTE. State. If you're at least you in get- the past three years. And you get a bunch of people on Twitter. I just tweeted that. It's like, here's some news. And people were like, man, burn that jersey. So, like, not not a happy fan base to say the absolute what's the What's the bid right now on that? Do you know? It's 30 bucks. You can buy it now for 30 bucks. Now, oh, somebody. You haven't done it. Why don't you do it? Because I don't like Lane Hatcher. <laughs> like, I would do it just to have it, just so nobody else does. No, I'm good. Somebody put in the fake Don account the parody account that had like two followers that guy offered a dollar for it i think and they were like yeah we'll want more than a dollar i thought 15 bucks just to because it costs it, it looks nice man it doesn't look bad it looks it's like a, they spent some money to put it together it has a superficial snag or something on it and that's yeah. it yeah you know why because he didn't play no he i got I, caught yeah, in whatever. the locker room on a hanger probably <laughs> yeah you know so I don't whatever people are people are high on him when he got here though that's oh, the yeah. other thing. but that's Super the thing cool. is that everybody's just drinking that Kool Aid again going whoa yeah yeah meantime uh, we do have a true D one four star quarterback Malik Hornsby okay thirteen now still six and six <laughs> halfway through Dave April Campbell's asked me this week what do you think and I did not give a number. I did say halfway Kelly's th- going 13 and 0, though. I was like, Kelly halfway says 13 and 0. Halfway through April, still six and six. Yeah. Okay. Still six and six. Dude, the fun belt, crazy. And then our 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 non-conference schedule is not friendly. Not friendly. Oh, so then this is the second thing. And this is we're putting this to bed right now. Texas State leaving the Sun Belt. Absolute dumbest thing I've ever read in my entire life. You can print that. This is an awful idea. They would never happen. You talk to everybody and anybody related to the Sun Belt. Here's the thing. The media contract currently for Texas State pays them $500,000, which in the grand scheme of things, I thought it would be more, especially when you look at other conferences. The Sun Belt deal in a couple of years is going to be insane. I, I think they're going to get paid a lot of money. The Mountain West allegedly is where some dumbass Twitter account said that Texas State would go. You look at the region. We can, we can say Texas it's a dumbass Twitter account now that we have more than 400 followers and they only have 100. Awful Twitter account. <laughs> I, I had Sunbelt fans texting me being like, are, are you really responding to this? That's how crazy it was. So, like, here's the thing. The Mountain West right now, as constructed, are paying their uh, TV partners 
$4 million. It's like a $270 million contract over the next 10 years. Every year you get $4 million, which is a lot more clearly than Texas State, right? That they're currently. You look at the geography, it makes none, zero geographical sense for Texas State to be playing in the Mountain West. Because even if you're making the $4 million, you're spending close to $2 million of that having to travel. Devil's advocate, we are the only Texas school in the Sun Belt. Doesn't really make only, a ton of sense for us to be here. But either. here's the thing: we would be the only Texas school in the Mountain West. That like it doesn't it doesn't make any Just sense. Just keep that going. We're gonna go to the American Conference once UTSA leaves and be the only Texas it's, school there. It is the worst. Honestly, it was the worst idea I've ever seen. The other thing is too is that like as a Texas State fan, you like those East Coast kickoffs, the 11 a.m. kickoff that you can kind of roll out of bed and just go do, or would you like to get up at like? whatever you get up at noon and you know that you're not going to see a kickoff till 9 PM. Cause you're kicking off in San Diego or San Jose. Like you don't want the Pacific time. Nobody wants the Pacific time, the big 10, even when they took USC and UCLA, they don't want the Pacific time. They, they accept it begrudgingly, but they don't want it. Nobody wants the West coast time zone, except the people who live in the West coast. And those guys don't even like sports. So it's like, this whole thing is so stupid. It's dumb. And the other thing is, it was Old Dominion would be joining a different conference. They just got here. They just got here. <laughs> so, like, what what type of turnaround is that? That's like if I started dating somebody and Jacob said to me, like, you know, she's probably going to date Brad Pitt. And we just started dating. Can you just, like, accept that, like, for the next month we're happy before you're telling me that she's going to go cheat on me with another conference? Leave me alone. Terrible tweets. Don't interact. That's what's the, the la- what's the last school that the Sun Belt lost as a conference player? UTA, UTA, or New Mexico? State? Uh, well, for basketball, it'd be UTA. For football, I think UTA it was New is State. no longer in the Sun Belt. Doesn't participate I, at all. I know. I'm telling you that the, they didn't have football. Yeah. I think New Mexico State was the last school for football. Where are they now? I, the Mountain West. Fuck. <laughs> But they were the closest. They were the closest team in the Sun Belt when they were there with us. Now, no longer. There's a lot that goes into all that shit. But I think the Sun Belt's a really good. Uh, it's an incredible conference. Really good, and they have their it's stuff a- together with TV rights and all that. That's the hardest thing to do. To give that up to sacrifice all that. You're talking about decades worth of contracts that have to be litigated. Yes, fought out, will- ate out. I- and that's and that's the thing. So like Mountain West right now, they're losing San Diego State. That's why they would replace us with Texas State, which is so stupid. But like mathematically speaking, right, if they don't renegotiate the contract, which is with Fox Sports and CBS, which you don't want, you want one TV partner. Sunbell has that with ESPN. You don't want to try to like be looking every Saturday where my game is. But it's okay. Say they don't replace San Diego State and say that those two television partners don't renegotiate the contract this year. That means all those schools get paid more money because there's one less partner at the table. So it's like, what what are we doing? This is stupid. Also, that guy had no sources. Here's the thing. When we he just tell said you, it. Yeah. Yeah. When we when we tell you, when Jacob or I, or let's say we'll throw we'll throw Colton in there who is like squaring around to Jason. What about B no, when <laughs> when Jacob or I or Colton or we'll throw Kevin there, too, when the four of us say, hey, Texas State might leave. When we say that as like a this is a news report, this isn't us, you know, 
put, you know, just talking, blowing smoke, they might actually leave. Then you believe it. But when a random Twitter account tells you, hey, this might happen, BS. It's fertilizer. They're trying to make you grow some blue bonnets because it's not happening. It's not happening. You know why? It's because our careers are attached to our shit. <laughs> so we can't really just go around saying shit every once in a while. I will. Personally, I, I will continue just to blow smoke, but I'll let you know that we're blowing smoke. That like, hey, this isn't nothing's attached to this. This is what we're hearing. Or this is what we're this is what I think. It just makes no sense. That's why, you know. That's why That's you right. and I were so quick to shut it down on both our account and your account. <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard today. It was all it's just well, let's wrap it up on that. Don't Texas State in the Sun Belt. Right now we're lucky to even be at the tea party. Okay? Honestly. We're the like baseball's good, basketball programs are set, uh, volleyball continues to kick ass. All that's great. Football, of course, the front porch. We're lucky that we continue to get to invite you to the cookout because let's be honest here, we are bringing like salad. We're bringing we're bringing salad with freaking raisins in it. All right. So our president serves on the Sun Belt board, and now he also. I mean, this is before Texas State, but he has served and continues to serve on the NCAA board too. No, so, that doesn't matter. So for him to be behind some kind of marionette, yeah, puppet, like you know, like if if Texas State makes a move, it'll be very apparent very quickly. Yes. Yep. And you're gonna hear about it first, right here. God, I'm white. Zim, when we're talking about gear this whole podcast, I'm jealous. There's a way for me to not get jealous, and that's for me to go to Elite Sports. They're the ones that partner with Texas State athletes. They've got a bunch of stuff. They have an entire site dedicated to just their Texas State athletes that we can plug. If you use code SQUARE, you help us out a lot. You also put money right back into student-athletes' pockets. Uh, use code SQUARE at checkout. That's S-Q-U-A-R-E. Uh, follow us on Twitter, too. More things coming on the brand deal side. We refuse to buy hymns for me to save my hair. So what we got to do is continue to collect hats. <laughs> Well, yeah, what a what a fun little wrap up week. I, I thought we were going to be a little bit more depressed, though. I will say shout out to the baseball team for winning. Uh, shout out to the softball team for continuing to do well. I hope things go our way, though, on both sides for pitching. Look, snow's off the ground up here, Jacob. So you couldn't tell me that I'm going to be depressed. I'm out. I'm so excited. I, I, I'm, I'm beyond enjoyed. How many months of reprieve do you have up there? Um, we talk about like not having snow, mm-hmm. not see. having snow on the ground. Four, five. Get it while it's hot. Friday, a dollar hot dog night at the ballpark. Ask me about my winner. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.